Blog Talk Radio. having a wonderful time out here not having any nieces to deal with today. 
So <laughs> no, you don't. You love every. You know, we both love every ounce of it. Every ounce of it. I'm really happy about today's show, Jay. Uh, we have to bring him on right away because we don't want to run out of time. But I'm really happy about today's show because this is dealing with the mind, the body, and the spirit from a whole different place. Wow. Okay. I'm excited too. I'm excited, too. So we should tell the audience that you were the one that found this chef when you were out in Alabama. So do you want to tell the audience just a few things about him before we bring him on? Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm chef Will is just a wonderful guy. And, uh, you know, when, when they, when they, you know, Gail, when they bring the food, people will come, you know. So I was skeptical at first about, you know, because I'm not, you know, you're more of a veggie person than me, right? So he kept saying, oh, this food is great. You should check it out. You should check it out. You know, I'm I'm still a, a meat eater, right? So, you know, I tasted this uh, wonderful stuff that he made, and I fell in love with it. And I had to bring it back to you, Gail, because, you know, this is what you do. You, you always love to eat healthy and stuff. And so I, I wanted to get him on our show. So I'm glad you reached out and you got him. And uh, we're ready to roll here and just talk about some of this great stuff that he's making. I'm getting hungry already, so I'm you know, kind of hungry. Well, now. I'm going to tell you, I, try, I, I, I have the uh, Nutribullet that cooks the soups, and I tried some things this week. Well, let's just say I'm going to keep to the stove. Um, okay. <laughs> all right, so we're going to bring him right on. Hello, Chef Will. How are you? I'm pretty good. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hi, how How's are you? It's such a pleasure. We're doing fine. It's such a pleasure to have you on, and I'm glad you could uh, find some time in between, you know, cooking for everybody to be with us today. Yeah, it's a, actually, it's an honor to be on. Your voice sounds familiar. I'm kind of picturing who you are. Uh, we'll make that connection. We'll make that connection. Well, I have <laughs> not ever been to Alabama, so and if I had, I probably would forget about me being a vegan and a vegetarian right now, if I go to Alabama, I'm not going to lie to you. I'd be in trouble because <laughs> I love okay. food. So, so that, I, I, you know, that, that would be dangerous. You see, you, you were able to get Jay to stay with the, uh, the vegan. That would be very hard for me, sir. So I, uh, wow. I can't say that I would have. Uh, no, Alabama food is good in Alabama. I know that. I have friends from Alabama. But, you know, um, Chef Will, we have so much to ask you and, and, and so much for you to share with our audience worldwide. And we just ask you that you tailor your answers to the questions because if you let out all the good stuff so quickly, we won't have anything left to ask you. So um, yes, is that okay with you? Is that okay yes, with you, sir? Fine. Okay, because we just don't want all the good stuff to get out too quickly, you know. Um, okay. So, you know, you know how that happens. We can get excited and let it all out. So, um, yes, you know, indeed. one of the things, a lot of people don't know that I always say that food is the gateway to the soul. It's, it's how you think, you know. It's how, it's, it's how you think, how you approach life, and a lot of people don't understand that. I'd like to ask you, how does food, Affect the cellular system in our bo- in our body today. Um, oh, in a, a great deal, um, in every in every manner possible. Everything, to my knowledge, everything you ingest affects your cellular structure, and your body is made up of a pH system. 
below seven would be acidic, and above seven would be alkaline. Therefore, if your body's naturally alkaline, you would want to ingest alkaline, um, alkaline products or alkaline um, vegetation or plant food or plant-based foods that will complement your cellular structure and be assimilated now, 100%. Really? You know, that's an interesting thing you said about the pH because I know that when you drink um, alkaline water, it's best to have alkaline water, I think, 8.5 and above, which we can get into later. But my question to you is can, one, can a person bring their pH balance up where they want it to go rather than it just staying below 8? I'm sure. I'm sure. There are, there are many um, offerings of nature that assist us in bringing our pH up and at the same time uh, neutralizing acids and ridding our body of these acids that we ingest through our normal, you know, offerings of American food. There's a difference between food and laboratory products as well. So when I say food, I'm, I'm thinking wild organics, um, organic plant plant life that's complete. Uh, their biochemical structure is complete. It has a CHO arrangement, carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. And mm-hmm. these things grow wild, and they're offered by nature. So what's offered through a laboratory isn't going to – they're not going to be complete. The structure isn't going to be complete. It's going to be acidic to a degree, and it's not going to complement – it's not going to give you what you're seeking from food if you're seeking – the alkali um, to complement your alkali structure. If I'm making any sense at this point. Yeah, no, it does make a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. We'll we'll, we'll uh, go into <laughs> Jay and I and you understand this. We'll get into it more so that everyone else understands it later. Thank you. Mhm. Hey, Chef Will. This is Jay. How are you doing, man? Good. How's it going, Mr. Jay? I'm here in Alabama. Every time time I think of you, I'll get hungry for some reason. I don't know what it is. something about the way you cook. But (laughs) my question is, though, for you to tell our audience throughout the world, why be a vegetarian? Why? Why? Um, I would say, first of all, to feel better about, just to feel better, to um, to enjoy a better quality of your life's expression. Your life has a lot to offer, and I think it's numbed down, it's numbed down to a lower vibra- vibrational expression, be it that we put all these lower vibrational objects in our body, such as you know, things, animals that used to be alive and now they're dead and then we're going to, they're vibrating at a certain rate of vibration. And once we ingest it, we tend to lower our vibration to equate that. So we're not expressing a higher quality of life. So I would say for one to express a, a more fulfilled quality aspect of their life, you know, sicknesses, happiness, um, uh, uh, peace, that can be shared from themselves to others, 
things of that nature. It comes from what we ingest. This is just what I see, and that's why I take this food passionately. You know, Chef Will, this is so unfair that Jay has you on today because he knows I love this. And so it's just not enough time to have you on for just 20, 25 minutes. He knows how much I love this stuff. Jay, I'm going to get you. I am so going to get you. Chef Will, he's laughing because he knows that I believe in this so much. I'm going to get you, Jay, for this one. Chef Will, you're going to have to come back on in the few in the next yes. few weeks because okay i'm going to get you jay yes, you know i love this <laughs> he should have been on for an hour you knew that oh i'm going to get you we, we and we're saying this with all the love and joking but he knows jay i have to veer a little bit from the, the question you know this he started talking about vibrational oh man so um yeah. <laughs> chef will so what i know about vibrational food okay is that the way that mm-hmm. our animals are killed, all right? And see, so for everyone out here, 50, 60 years ago, we couldn't talk about this this open. But our parents who were on farms knew about this. The way, when you, the way you kill an animal is a vibration. And if that animal is killed or tortured or not treated with the, the due respect that it's due. Because I go to a farm practically every other week or once a month to get my food. Plus my family and I own a farm down in North Carolina. And the way wow. that you nice. kill an animal and honor that animal before you eat that animal is the way that it's ingested into your body and the way in which your body carries it with you wherever you go. The vibration is wow. an energy. And, uh, okay, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good. This is for another conversation. So some people, and this actually goes right into what I'm about to say. Some people uh, continue to drink alcohol even after taking on becoming a vegan or a vegetarian. In these, in these cases, it's been, it's been shown it's because of the morality of not killing animals. Chef Will, doesn't this cause havoc with the body? If the reason for being a vegan and a vegetarian is for the body to be healthy? And how does this affect the mental capacity over time with alcohol consumption and being a vegan at the same time? Wow. On my personal experience of being a vegan, um, what you ingest, you could feel within two to three minutes, uh, three to five minutes. You, you're feeling it. Ooh, if yeah. it's, a, if yeah. it's spring water, if it's a spring water, you're buzzing off spring water. If it's like I sit here and I make this iron tea off burdock root, sarsaparilla root, and um, oh, once I yeah. drink my tea, mm. I get three to five minutes, I'm good. So I'm saying mm-hmm. you can feel it, it goes into your bloodstream, and it's affecting you. Now let's see what, this, what's, what, what makes up liquor and alcohol. To my knowledge, it's sugars. And um, these things, sugar is like carbonic acid, and it has an effect profound effect on your brain waves. It actually reverses your brain waves and doesn't allow you to complete a thought. So say you're headed you're headed headed to the refrigerator to get some water and because you have this reversal thought process going, you're gonna reach for that sweet drink. Then once you sip that sweet drink you're gonna sip it again and again because that that's the effect of that carbonic acid. Your mind is not gonna tell you to drink water where normally your mind would tell you to drink water and your body would follow and you drink water. 
So <laughs> over time, your cellular structure would suffer dearly. Your 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 um the carbonic acids would would create would challenge your mucous membranes and um, mm. clog your pancreas and prevent that from <laughs> the insulin from going through. So you start to have these diabetic things. You start to go through all kinds of problems. Your blood, you're not going to, your iron, I can go on and on. The iron in your blood is not being supported by drinking this liquor. You're actually blocking, preventing the iron from from um, doing its job. Be it that you're even ingesting the correct iron, phosphate versus the sulfate oxide. I mean, we can go on and on and on, but I think you might want to go back to food. It, it, you're going to jeopardize your <laughs> drinking liquor. Being a, being a vegan is going to happen real fast because everything is going right to your cell structure. Absolutely. 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 Okay, Jay, I, you know, I'm really going to get you for this, Jay. Oh, I'm going to get you. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, um, although I'm in trouble, Will, I'll keep asking my good questions here. <laughs> Yes. My next question, Will, my next question, Chef Will, is, now this is what everybody wants to know, and I asked Gail about this too. So we really want to know what you what you think. Are there any meat products that humans should eat? For what? What is the reason? <laughs> because everything is a mineral base. Even even the, the animals are eating the minerals, building their structure to these big, massive sizes. So for what? Everything is starts off in a periodic table in a mineral base. So be it that they're eating the correct minerals. Now we have to understand what minerals are. They're they're positively charged atoms. Okay? So oh we're made up of hundred and two of them. And if we're gonna eat the cow, it's like being a lazy person, you're making the cow eat the grass or eat eat the real the mineral phosphates and then you're gonna eat the cow trying to trying to excrete the mineral phosphates from the cow. So why don't you just not eat the cow and eat the grass or the or the vegetation that was intended for us to eat so our mineral our mineral um intake would equate our hundred and two mineral composition. And this is what I'm seeking to do with food. Um, being able to feed babies, being able to feed um breastfeeding mothers, being able to feed healthy men, food that would continue to build their biological structure, however, using um, alkaline, mineral-based, organically um, harvested food, pretty much. It's been my challenge, and I'm in the field, and I'm, I'm everywhere seeking to answer these questions, even at the college, making the professors think twice about what they offered me for 10 years in dietetics and nutrition because it's asked backwards, you know. It's based on the USDA. It's based on my my education was based on the USDA food pyramid, and three times in college it changed. So I was like, these people, and then trying to base your 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 intake, your basal metabolic intake, on calories and numbers. It's saying you can eat anything, just let the, don't let the numbers add up. So I don't I don't fall into that category of of thinking a degree in that and promoting it in the hospitals is cool. So I take it upon myself to equate my own education and raise the bar and go into the realm of, of um, 
of um, chemistry and biology so I could have these conversations with these professors as to why are we limiting, you know, our understanding in, in health and nutrition. One on one. So, and I'm doing it with food. I'm seeking to get the attention of people with food because when people come here from the hood, they want something good, and I'll slide them the sea moss and the bladder rack, and I'll I'll see their conditions and the things that they're crying and 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 their their um, pathologies that they're carrying, and they're asking me for help. So I'll make these things and share them with them, and they're coming back, letting me know it works. So. I don't know. I can't support Western medicine because it's not based in in a phosphate delivery to the body. I can't support Ayurvedic medicine because they have they have products in their. Um, I can't doubt it because it's for a people. So we'll we'll complement the Ayurvedic systems designed for the Indians. The yin yang will complement them for designing that for the Chinese. The microbiotics will complement them for the Japanese. The homeopathic and the allopathic we'll, we'll give we'll give it up to the Europeans, and that's how everyone comes to me and approaches uh, me with their realm of understanding when it comes to nutrition and dietetics. Well, I'm 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 into a whole other realm that they have yet to to even even want to understand anything African. They're like, what? Oh no. So I just call it, I'll deal with the African biomineral balance, or I'll just say biominerals, you know, biomineral balance. And they'll kind of give me an ear. Now the doctors are coming through. They're eating with me. But the expressions on their face and the conversations that they have with me, um, they should be ashamed of themselves because they don't want to talk this way to their patients. Anyways, let's get back to food, y'all. Okay. Well, okay. Okay. Well, no, I, I, oh, I, I could really talk right now with him, and we have another guest. Oh, Jay, you're gonna get it. Um, so, I, oh, uh, Chef Will, I agree and I disagree because I've been across all disciplines. Macrobiotics is very good. I do eat Indian food, so I understand the meaning there of the Vata, the Pita, and all that. So. And I okay. also understand the binarial, the binarial of the African as well. So I, I think there is some credence to all of it. But I'm, I'm going to go okay. here to the next one. Jay, I'm really going to get you. I love this. Chef so thank you so much for coming on. Oh, you're laughing. I'm going to get you. I'm going to play a joke on you. Um, soy is said not to be good on a daily basis, okay? So what are other proteins that one can eat? Because soy does build up certain things in the body. So besides nuts and things like that, what are some of the other things that people can use to eat that can have their proteins be varied from day to day? Okay. Um, well, I, I fortify a lot of things with hemp seed. I sneak it on with my vegans, my hemp seed cream. Oh, so good. Um, oh, oh, yeah. I make, oh, I yeah. A really, 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 really um, nice. I call it my 92 mineral plus hemp seed burger because it's got the bladder rack and, and the the uh, sea moss up in there and yes yeah, my 92 mineral plus oh yeah the sea moss and, and the oh, bladder yeah. rack 
Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, the seaweed? Oh, yeah. And the hemp seed is the hemp, so good. Oh, hemp seed burger. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. And you, and so you can, I post and you can make some cream rustlings. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh-uh. Some what? You can make some of the, um, the you know, when it, the, the, hemp, the hemp seed cream. And if you do it, uh-huh. I know you probably do it right with flavor. Oh, my God, it can be so good. Right. The whole hemp seeds, I make a complete burger out of it. So they, when they talk about protein and after they eat one of them burgers, they're not thinking about nothing. Drinking some water because they got the seaweed in and it's expanding. <laughs> oh, tell me, oh, tell me about it. And wait a minute. And if you make some fresh lemonade, you crush some fresh ginger in it, but organic. Oh, my God, that'll mm-hmm. give you a kick. You'll be set for the day. Well, we here. I just wow. I, I stay strict with them key limes now. They got too many different lemons coming out, so I just kind of stick with the key limes. But no, if you get the organic lemons, you have to know where to get the organic. Not Whole Foods is okay sometimes, right. but you have to know. But you have to know where to go. I have a farmer. I go to the farm, so I get the organic okay. lemons here, and they get it from. I even get the organic uh, ginger that grows out the ground. I pull it out the ground myself. Nice. That's how and, it is and, in Alabama and, too, with the ginger. Exactly, and don't you like um, Chef Will when they do the um, the farm I go to uses eggshells to actually for the nitrates in the soil, so they don't have to use pesticides no. unless absolutely once every two three years. Well, I've I've been running with the best, some of the highest I regard organic farmers here in North Alabama, and picked up for the last nine years. I picked up a lot of tricks that I'm using now. Some of them came to my mind while I was out there in the field. Some of them I watched real close. And how I do the nitrate thing is, I, like right now in my pecan trees, all the leaves are falling. So I'll rake, I'll rake those leaves over the bed, and the squirrels drop all the shell casings, the mulch. Rake that over yeah. the bed, and I'll throw out my greens. And I'll put my greens out there, my my um my mustards and my kale. Mm-hmm. It'll sprout now. It'll sprout before it freezes. And then it freezes, mm-hmm. and then after winter, the greens will come back up, and I'll turn it. And there goes my nitrate. Right, and because. I got black soil in Alabama. Exactly, and that's how it is at this farm. It's the only farm where I am in New York and New Jersey that has that black soil. And mm-hmm. it's, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. It's amazing because they use the fresh egg. They use, like, literal eggshells. And their, wow. their roosters and their chickens, their chickens are so clean you can eat off their fur because they only okay. take the eggs from them and then they they take their eggshells directly and then they make their own mulch as well. Oh my God, I love this. Jay, I'm sorry, wow. I know you have a question. Yeah, I turned that. And how we how we did it up on Sand Mountain was um, we did an experiment and it's still going now. It grows six inches of black soil every year. We use the Sahara grass and it's a no-till method. You got the Sahara grass sprouts coming up, and it grows, and we have a roller, and we roll it over Sahara grass, and it cracks, and it starts to decompose, and there goes our nitrates in the soil, and we just dig a row, done. So the Sahara grass, you know what I've... We, we, pardon me? No, please, no, please go ahead, sir. The Sahara grass is a method that we started about seven years ago. It's documented with the USDA. They were up there filming us in Sand Mountain. But it's the the part of going to the farms, having my own uh, like small scale farm and urban farm here in town to frequent, to be a part of, and to kind of kind of gain the spirit of. 
I don't even like to use the word spirit because I don't know what that means, but kind of gain gain the natural ground natural grounding of, of being out in the fields with the food and getting it growing and dealing with the seeds and learn, learning about certain alkaline foods that I'm learning how to grow, teaching myself how to grow now. It, it's healing within itself because the farmers, when I'm, they're talking to me, they're talking to me in parables, and I can't understand it if I'm coming from a city mind state. So I'm, trying to, I'm encouraging our young ones, if they're listening, spend time out there with your hands and feet in the soil. Learn, learn to grow seeds and experience the connection between a seed that you plant and how it grows and offers more seeds. Slow down and grow something and, and let, your, let yourself be a part of that process because what's going on around you, the seeds are still going to grow. The gardens are still going to grow. Out here in the country, I don't know what's going on in the city and everyone's marching and stuff, but out here, there's no, no one's getting shot and, and no one's dealing with that in, in, in a sense. We want the seeds to grow. We want it to rain, and we want the sun to shine. So our mind state is geared differently. You see what I'm saying? And it's actually helping me, coming from like a city state of mind, to actually heal. Hmm. So to share that with the young ones. I'm trying to get the young brothers out there. Get your hands dirty, man. Stop all that office stuff and that dressing up stuff. There's too much going on with all that, and I would like to see the brothers get their hands dirty and feel feel what it's like. You know, I know something was played wow. on our minds to where we're scared of the forest and we're scared of the fields and we think we're too proud to go do some farming. But I think that that's a good start if we want to figure it ourselves out from a grounding sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, here, here we even walk in the cotton fields to feel what we feel. Oh, but that's part of the grounding. That is part of the grounding. They say that um, if you want to be grounded and you want to really get a good meditation, you lay out further on the ground so that the earth's gravity can pull all the negative energy out of your body as you lay on that ground and get grounded, especially under a tree. Right. But, Jay, I know that you have one last question because we have the other person on soon, and I know that I've taken up all your time, Mr. Um, Mr. Logan, I do apologize, but you know this is stuff that I love. Um, go ahead, sir. I'm, I'm, go ahead, Mr. Logan. <laughs> okay, two quick questions. The first question is, could you send me and Gail a plate immediately? That's the first question. No, I'm just playing, but you know, the food is so delicious. My, my, um, my last question, Chef Will, is what is your favorite dish, sir, and when and why did you become a vegan? Hmm. My favorite dish? Right now, I really like making that. Um, like it's, I'm from New England, and we used to do like the crab salad. So I like taking the mushrooms and making making like an alkaline crab salad on top of some teff. You know what I'm saying? Or alkaline crab salad, um, lettuce wraps with some burdock root and some mushrooms and peppers and onions and things of that. Habanero chili, just you know, hemp seed cream. Yeah, I really like the um, the raw food because after I eat it, I feel a certain way. And that's really what I'm really digging right now. I could say a whole bunch of stuff from from my diets of the past, but, you know, I don't feel the same way. Just be it that I continue to ingest that those foods. And what started me being a vegan, I was, I was working on the island in Coronado, San Diego, and um, – the surfers, there's a white girl from, from, from 
Jamaica. She started talking to me in Patois, and I was like, damn, my dad's from Jamaica, and I don't even know what she knows. You feel me? And then I was, I was learning to be a chef there. And every time lunchtime, they would laugh at me because I'd eat a big old, um, I thought I was doing like rich people. I eat a big old piece of prime rib. I was big. I'm, I stand six foot six. So I'm eating me a big old prime rib at lunchtime, take a little nap, get back to work. And they're all laughing at me. I'm like, what's up? So she's like, the, um, the rosters don't eat meat. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, if you want to hang out, meet us, meet us at the um, sunrise at the beach. And they would go boogie boarding and surfing, and I couldn't get up. But then at lunchtime, I would stop eating the steak. And I switched up a little bit. And then I just stopped altogether. Stopped eating bacon, stopped eating chicken. My headaches went away, and I was at the beach before before sunrise. And that really, really, you know, for someone else to hold your culture and then show you your culture, I was like, man, I need I need to learn more about my culture. And that's where it started. Now, some surfers helped me understand. And then going to, then, you know, we used to sell entrance on the corner. So, and we would go to the community center in San Diego in the 90s, like 96, 97. Dr. Seedy would come to, there's a guy named Dr. Seedy. Everybody knows him, or you should. Anyways, he would come to San Diego to give us these speeches and lectures. And he showed us how to drink a gallon of water a day. Some of the things he called it like the millennial. There's a pamphlet he gave us back in them days. Um, it was about the future of future of what we're supposed to eat. That's how it was presented to us. And um, from that point on, it was over. I got children that were born vegan. So and they're like wow. 18. Yeah, my daughter. I don't know if she's a vegan to the degree now, but she's in her 20s. So it's not nothing new. However, understanding manufactured foods and foods that were created in a laboratory um, is important now. That That's pretty much what everyone should be concerned about because people are wondering why they feel and why their bodies react in a certain way to simple foods that they're eating, even rice or simple foods that they're eating. And um, it's because of the laboratory being the creator of it and not nature. Yeah, keeping it, keeping it on one I appreciate you guys, you know, and thank you, Logan. Well, no problem. Allow me to come build. No problem. Well, we definitely will, and we and we'll have you back on again. Um, And thank you so much, Chef Will, um, because you are actually ushering in for our next guest from India. Thank you very much. So we will definitely have you on in the coming weeks. Have a good day, sir, and we will have you back on. You have to come back on. (laughs) You must must come back on. No problem. Thank you. Thank we'll you very, food. very much. Peace and blessings, y'all. You too, sir. And have a wonderful day. Thank you. He was really wonderful, Jay. Really wonderful. Oh, my goodness. I am just so, like, blown away by him. I loved him. Very simplistic, very knowledgeable, and just really nice person. And wait till you taste the food. We gotta go down there and taste it. It's worth it's worth an airline ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> I mean, I don't know all that hocus pocus stuff he was talking about and this and that. Like you guys, all I know is it tastes good. 
Well, you know, the thing is that food is energy. Food is energy, and it really has a lot to do with how you approach life. It really does. It really, really does. Well, I'm going to bring on our next guest, and while I bring on our next guest, Jay, would you mind telling our uh, audience about the latest news? Okay. Well, thank Uh, you so much, sir. Okay. Well, I'm 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 going to talk about this music news that's uh, very very interesting. Um, as you know, Michael Jackson owned a catalog called the Sony ATV catalog, and it's been like the biggest catalog for at least the last maybe 20 years. It has everybody's songs in there from the Beatles, Happy Birthday, and they have been the number one publisher. When Michael Jackson went on, he left this catalog, and Sony has owned this catalog. Now, so now, ever since he's died, Sony's had this five-year reign. They've been the biggest publisher in the world, all the songs. Um, and um, it's, it was administered by EMI, you know. So um, finding out in this quarter, this this year, they have been toppled, and the number one, they've been toppled by Warner Brothers, you know, Bugs Bunny and <laughs> those guys. And now, um, in this quarter here, um, Warner Brothers has now taken the number one publishing award um, in the world um, based on their market share of all the radio songs in this third quarter. That's really a huge thing because, you know, um, Sony had owned all of these songs. And so now, basically, it's coming back to America as far as we're on our song. Hi, Jay. Mm-hmm. Jay, I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but we do have our guest on, and we have Venu Gopal. Venu, I think you should introduce your full name because I cannot pronounce it. I do apologize. Yeah, my name is Venu Gopal Dharmarajan. I'm, I'm from India. Well, thank you, Venu. For, and Venu, please meet Jay. Jay, this is Venu. He's in India now. And he's going to share some amazing things with us. The new Jay Logan, Jay Lugan, the new. Hi, Jay. Hello, how are you? Hi, Jay Logan. This is Vinu Gopal. Hello, how are I'm you? I'm good. <laughs> so, um, new as with the last guest, yep. we are going to ask that you have so much good information to share, okay? And we're just going to ask that you tailor your questions tell your responses to the questions so all the good stuff doesn't go so quickly. Is that okay with you? Okay, great. So, Venu, you know, the last guest that we had on was someone Jay had met while he was on business down in Alabama, and it was about vegan food, which you know that Alice and I and several of my other colleagues, we're becoming vegans and vegetarians. And since becoming a vegan... Yes, and my attitude is completely different as a result. Um, recently, because the vegan chef that I work, you know, that I eat with, she's uh, went a- away, I noticed that my attitude had changed a little bit. And you know that as coaches like Alice and I and yourself, this plays a, food plays a big part. The mind, the body, and the spirit play a big part. And that's something that the people I feel of India and other parts of Asia understand at a very core level than most of the other world does not understand and is just starting to learn. So one of the questions um, that 
you know, that I wanted to start out with you with was, you know, with our last guest speaking about, about foods, it's the food that goes into our body. Manu, how does the food we eat affect our pro- approach to life at a cellular level? Yeah, uh, as as we are intaking those foods, those intake of food, okay, as as a working in our body and health, in fact, it nourishes our body. It takes whatever that we it needs for the body, whether it's the calcium, is the protein, or the carbohydrates. Um, um, basically, I can't tell you much about the, the 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 medical aspect because I don't come from the background of medical aspect. But what I really know about the for about the about the food is if you if you bring in the quality of food inside, like you know, there's one practice that is followed in India. Uh, what people mostly is they they pray before they eat the food. So there is a kind of prayer that is done before it's being eaten. You know, there is a certain vibration that you you bring inside by the food that you intake, which actually you know helps in the in the working of the various organs that actually support our life from inside. Wow! Wow! That's interesting. Does that answer your question? Anything else you want to know more? About? Well, if you want to say a little bit more about that, yeah, because this is quite interesting. If you could say a little bit more about that. Yeah. So uh, uh, one thing we spoke about is the food. The other thing that goes into our system is the water. Okay. So that also has something, uh, because even in when you're preparing the food, that you add water to it. So there is a certain vibration. It's been scientifically been proved. That that goes into our systems and it starts working positively on our body, and with these positive energy that's going in the form of food and water, and the things that we intake intake creates a certain energy in our systems. Because over a period of time, as we have you know as people grow up, there is a there is a likelihood that we we are by default kind of observe the negativity of the environment or things that is being spoken, the things that we experience, okay? And for some reason or other, you know, we we kind of uh, probably don't practice, you know, removing those negative conversations by uh, speaking out to someone or, you know, finding a way out to express it. Uh, so when you're holding those things, you know, this gets kind of, uh, mixed up with the, with the food, okay, because it's being held over a period of time. So another thing that is required, uh, along with the with the qualities, is as I said, the prayer. You know, one one needs to practice praying before the before one takes a food. Even even before you take a sip of water, you pray because that's directly impacting your life inside. Wow. Well, I know Jay has a question for you. Yes, I would like to know. I would like to know what is transformation coaching. Yeah, the, what is transformation the, the, the transformation coaching is about. Sorry, could you repeat, uh, Jay, Logan? Oh, uh, yo, what is transformation coaching? Yeah, I get that. After that, you said something. I probably I missed out on that. 
Oh, no, no. He was just saying what is transformation coaching. That was it. Okay. So it's 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 a uh, as as uh, uh, it, uh, there is a certain way we know ourselves. You know, a certain way people know ourselves more to do from our past. But where we are right now is is quite a, a, a new movement or a new experience of life right now. And this new movement of exp- a new experience of life or new movement is ongoingly shifting. But that shift that is required in ourselves doesn't come up because there's something that we are knowingly, unknowingly holding on. So the transhuman is shifting that experience out. Okay? Which is what I said earlier also. And I say that is removing those conversations out will give you a shift in your experiences. So moving from the experience of the past to the present that you can create a future that you are committed to. So letting go of those conversations that is not allowing you to bring those new things that's possible and available in your life in the future. So your ability to uh, let go of ongoingly is a transformational thing. Can you give an example of this? Can you give an example of this, Benu, um, so that people can understand better? Yeah, the, the, the example could be this very. Uh, there are some incidences that keep happening in your life and my life, which may upset us, or which might have led us to be upset or irritated or frustrated. Okay, so that incident that led you to be frustrated or upset is already gone. There's nothing that you can do about that incident. Uh, what you can best do is let go of and, you know, invite the new movement and live this moment of life quite differently from the experience you already had. And that's exactly if you see it's happening, you know. Uh, like there is certain natural calamities or situations that we and I as human beings face. But we are able to bring normalcy into the situations over a period of time. So bringing, bringing back to normalcy from that breakdown situation is a transformational thing. Hmm. Well, that what? something that you, that you practice. Interesting. Um, one of the things I'd like to know is how does coaching connect with our minds, body, and spirit. Yeah, the way, the way to look at coaching is not about as an advice or something that you get as a solution from your coach. It's more to do with your willingness to let go of things that you are for some reason saying, I am not able to. The moment you say, I'm not able to let go of certain things, all that you're doing is you're holding on to that. So you saying to yourself that I'm not able, that not able is not true because you have an ability to let go. Because you have, uh, you have been able to let go of many things in life and created a new life for yourself, the last, you know, for most people, for many things. But because we, we are... We are communicating this. So in the coaching, the coach is able to listen to the conversation of I am not able or uh, this is not happening to me 
I'm whatever the conversation which is which is kind of a hold on conversation rather than rather than it being as a let go conversation. I'm willing to let go this in the interest of me having a different experience. So when you let go, you're no more held by the past that is holding you back. Hmm. So the incidents are not are not holding you back. It's you holding on to that conversations of what happened. He's holding you back. You know, it, it's very interesting. Um, Jay, I know that Jay and I were having a conversation yesterday, and we often talk about different subject matter. And one of the things Jay and I spoke about is there's sometimes a conversation that comes up every so often. And we realized yesterday that sometimes that conversation comes up. It's not a bad conversation. It's just we realize it's finished. It's over with. It happened eight, nine years ago. And we both said, um, you know, if you want to chime in here, Jay, we both realized that talking about the same thing only puts it right back in the, it, it puts it right back where it was before. So the new things that we're doing, it, um, we're not focused on that. We can easily go right back into the past, you know. Um, so Jay and I decided, like yeah. yesterday, we're not going to talk about that business, you know, situation anymore because it's nothing it was nothing wrong but just bringing the old stuff that we've already completed on and bringing that back up doesn't help you when you're actually moving forward anything you want to say about that jay just in general when you're dealing with people every day oh well yeah of course if you if you harp on something from the past long enough you'll never move forward so yeah it's definitely it's always good to put things behind you and keep straight ahead and that's 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 how you should. That's how you should do. So yeah. But Jay, in your business dealings, do you ever have it where you move forward, okay, and the people you're interacting with are still living in the past? That that happens a lot, um, and that also keeps you too from moving forward because you're you you're being anchored down. So yeah, that happens too. Um, those things uh, that happen like that, you got to try to move past them, and it's always easier said than done. But if you don't do it, you'll never get to the next goal. Well, Jay, in your business dealings, have you ever had it where you were in a situation, like let's say in the last five or ten years, where you're moving forward, you're definitely moved forward, and you're interacting with someone you've never interacted with before? but they're interacting with you based on past clients that may not have worked out, but you're not that past client. Um, Have you been able to move them from point A to point B so that they can realize that you are the new person in front of them and you have nothing to do with what's happened in the past? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a hard situation because once people are jaded in their past and they just, they socially think everything, everybody's out to get them. It's hard to change that mindset. It's very, very hard. Um, hopefully, we don't get clients too much like that. But yeah, I've been in that situation. I've been in that situation. Yeah. And what did you do to overcome it? What did you do? Did you have to leave the situation alone sometimes, or what did you do to get that person to see, I am your new, I'm the new client. I'm not the people you've dealt with before. I, I try. I try to change the energy and the vibrations. I try to change and make it fun, so they, you know, so they enjoy. People want to like the people they're working with, so that's that's that was that's what I do. I change the vibrations of the situation. I change the vibe. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And then there's a shift there. There's a shift there. One, yeah. it's, like, it's like what you were saying. It's like what you were saying the other day. Move from that perception and look at it from the other side. You know? It's, right. It's, it's, two, it's right. all different sides. Yeah. It's like what you were saying. Different angles of everything. Right. That's interesting. So that's interesting. That's a really good way of doing it, you know, Venu, where Jay is saying he infuses yep. humor into it so that the person now can actually shift and see another side of things. That, you know, that's a really good thing, Jay. You're not getting serious with them and saying, well, look, I'm not the same person. You're actually just still being Jay Logan, but infusing humor into it so that now both of you can lighten up and have fun. Right. Which the important is, thing that Jay said is about, sorry to interrupt. Please go ahead. Vibrations. So the important thing that Jay brought out in his talk, in his, in his, in his conversation is about vibrations, shifting the vibrations, internal vibrations. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Jay, I know you had a yeah, question but, for. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Vanu. Please go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm done. Okay, um, Jay, I know you had go a ahead. question for Vanu. Okay, Vanu. Many people often live in the past and bring that to the forefront when approaching new goals. What is meant by the term "be present to what you are creating now"? Be present to what you are creating now. Yeah. So one of the things, you know, the way I have been, you know, uh, practicing, it's because it's more to do with practice. Okay. So there is a certain practice that we follow on a day-to-day life. The practice could be a practice that is by default or the practice that you create. The Hmm. practice by default is something that you are... Doing things mechanically. Like hmm. you wake up in the morning, you do things, certain things mechanically. Brush your teeth, get fresh. So those, some of those practices, if you, if you notice on a day-to-day life, are more mechanical, are not creative. So when you, all that the, the life, you know, for you to be creative demands you to be present. And if you if you if you see the conversation of present is is something that you are there right now, so you are physically there right now, but in terms of your state of mind, you are either in the past or future. So all that you are conversing with your mind, kind of is the one of the statement I have brought you to myself is affirming to myself, yes, I'm in the present. Hmm. All right. I have a, I have a, I have some thoughts for coming from the past. I have some experience of the past, but that even is happening in my present. Even if I'm discussing some issues with my some some of the people in my life about the past, it's more so probably done in the present. So I'm present to what I'm discussing right now, and this is something that I need to keep practicing. It's not something which is going to happen by default. So there is a there is a there is an there is a kind of an expectation that we hold about being present to be default. Hmm. Being present is not a default phenomena. It's just something that you create. You create. You create. You create yourself to be. So if you look at all the players in the game. They are not present in the game by default. 
they practice 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 so when the actual game happens that practice that they have done before the game support them in being present in the game which is in the you know which has been seen by the audiences so in life you know we are not all the time playing some important games so we are like you know okay about not being present to the level at which the games are happening because the stake is not much so it's okay to be not present in a normal life Hmm. Okay. One that, thing I that um, Whereas, you, you got that right, Jay? Mm-hmm. Please go ahead, Vinay. Yeah. So, whereas you're losing some opportunity in that present, and then you, you know okay. you you spoke about realizing it. So, realizing the power of being present. for creating that now if that realization has to something that has to come from within it is not somebody who can give it to you it's something that's there in you for you to realize the power of you being present ha ah. there within you it's there with you nobody is taking away your power to be present nobody is taking away not a situation not somebody who is actually right now not dealing with you powerfully is not taking away nothing is taking away your power to be present now and that is something which has to one has to realize ongoingly 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 in every now that my power to be present is something that i need to be one with and i have the ability to be present now and i'm willing to gotcha. practice that in every now is a critical thing is practice practice so the amount of practice one has to go through there is no there is no limit to that and as you continue to be practice to be present it's 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 an ongoing practice one of the things you know speaking of being present how does the body connect with what happens in the past and how does the body connect with what's happening in the present because you can be moving forward to attain your goals and then your body is still locked in the past you can feel the sensations a lot of people feel fear a lot of fear as they're moving forward that's normal but as they don't realize they're doing things like a hamster wheel they think it's different you know uh let's say you're playing an instrument Well no, let's say this. You 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 don't get along with people and all of a sudden you are getting along with people but you can't maintain getting along with people because your mind is still dealing with the things from the past. How does your body connect with that? Yeah, so you do we know that we all have a memory. And everything that is happening in our life right now as this conversation is getting to your memory. I consider I'm also speaking to certain things or most of the things from my memory what i know so it's 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 bare to do it's like that the memory can you know will automatically work on you as you said it's a default mechanism so there is a default mechanism in us 
So all that is required is to be present. Is to is to uh, is to my past is working on me. I can let go of if it is not required. Certain information is critical to be in memory, or you need to have that information. But there are certain information you don't require to have, or even if you have it, you also have the ability to let go of that. So your ability to let go of certain things that's holding you back is something that you have to keep practicing. You keep, you know, getting aware of because you have the awareness. While you are conscious, there is also something that work unconsciously. So you are you are conscious that something may work unconsciously. It may probably take a little time, but it's all to do with this. You are you know about there is something that's working in my background unconsciously, and I'm aware of that. So the moment you become aware of that, it loses its grip. So you have the ability to let go. So all that you're getting aware of is losing the grip of the past that's holding you back. Wow. Which is again the other way of saying is you are being present to what's holding you back. You're present. What a lot of people ability. Yeah. You have the ability. No, no, please go ahead. You have the ability to. Being present, and one of the things that you do in practicing being present is let go of what is holding you back. That's what is being present, because you're present to what's holding you back. That's being present. You're present to that. I'm frustrated. That's being present. It has nothing, nothing like I shouldn't be present. I shouldn't be frustrated. I'm present to that. I'm frustrated. Or other way of saying it is, I'm not frustrated, but I have a frustrations. I'm not upset, but I have upset. So you're not victim of something that's holding you back. You're not. This is victim. this is very powerful because a lot of people don't know the difference between. Being angry and actually acting out angry. You can be angry and you don't have to take it out on other people. And, you know, a lot of people may think that what we're sharing here is intellect, but it's not. One of the things, Jay, that Chef Will was talking about with food, food, everything has a memory in the, in the body. So when you're angry uh, about something right now, you may think you've released it, Two years from now, you can go get a, a, a massage, and once you get that massage, it, it'll open up something. Uh, it'll, it, it will open up something in the body. And you don't know why you're angry, but the muscle has released the memory. Everything is down to the cellular level. Everything, the mind, the body, you know, and the spirit. Jay, I know you had a question for Venu. We have two more questions for you, Venu. Yeah, this is a wonderful question. Um, how does coaching support us personally and professionally? Could you could you repeat all this? Yes, I will. How does coaching support us personally and professionally? How does it support yeah, us so personally said, uh, the, the, and professionally? 
one is one is you you get a you get a committed listening you know there is no judgment opinions evaluations when the coaches are listening to their coaches it's more about you know getting the world of the coaches and it pers- and, and 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 there is a link between the personal professional because it's a person who is personally at ease with himself and his life his professional performance shows up mm because the the common person in both is you the person okay so there is certainly kind of a, you could say a common link between the personal and the professional so be, because he is getting that you know the personal help from the coaches the professional things also shows up differently his relationship personally shifts because of the listening that he is able to communicate is able to communicate things that he would probably not communicate to certain people in life because of whatever reason and as regards uh, 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 the uh, as i said it, it the, the personal uh, help shift into the post professional uh, life the personal emotional health am i right yeah emotional health in terms of uh, uh, getting the listening of other people in life so somewhere you know there's an experience as nobody has time to listen so the the critical aspect uh, of a coach's support is basically providing a committed listening if you have to say in a very simple language it's about providing that listening You know, um as someone who's a coach myself and as Juvenu Alice has been a coach, would you explain to people there are some people that say, "Well, why do I need a coach? I don't need a therapist. I don't need a psychiatrist, you know. I have this, I have that. I don't need a coach at all." And, and it not even need. Well, why would someone want a coach? And you can explain this in a way that I think that people will understand. I mostly tell people that you it's not that you need a coach. but you can only get so far yourself and with the people around you with a a coach both personally and professionally they take you to levels that you you know that you can attain but that you haven't been there even Serena Williams or Warren Buffett or Bill Gates they have coaches as well to keep them going to the top not the top of all the money in the world but keep taking them to the top of what they don't even know that they are able to do. Um Michael Jordan had a coach beyond the coach on the basketball team. He had a personal coach. So it's the same kind of thing. Would you explain that a little bit more so that people get that like, well, I don't need that. Yeah, I have everything say, in my life. Yeah, so say it in a very simple way. Uh the advantage of a coach is you get to see your blind spot through a coach. The blind spot is the spot that you cannot see yourself. you can see you know other people's blind spot but you cannot see your blind spot so while the players are playing the game they are not watching the games they get to watch the game probably after the game if they have you know it's been videoed but maybe it happens maybe it doesn't happen so while you are playing in the game of life nobody is videoing you 
and when you are sharing you know even if it is not being observed by somebody you as a coach even when you are living you know there are conversations that you say like i heard people saying i'm not able so i just make them present to what makes you say that you're not able there's no way you're disabled what makes you say i'm not able moment they realize okay that by saying i'm not able i have you know broadened the negative conversation or i have invalidated my own ability so though i am able you know i am communicating to my own system that i am not able so that energy that communication of not able goes into a system and the and, it, and that not able vibration works from inside so you even before you play the game or you get into action you withdraw because you got a communication to, to yourself that i am not able so you don't even make an attempt <clears throat> and i just want to be clear with okay. people that i want to be clear with people on what you're saying we're not talking about the small things you could have made 50 million dollars and tell yourself i don't see how i'm able to make the next 50 So by you already telling yourself you're not able to make the next 50 million or I don't know how I'm going to do it the moment you tell I can't or I don't know how that becomes your that yeah. becomes your experience this is not about positive yeah. thinking it becomes your experience you've actually sat there and stopped yourself from moving from point A to point B and you're actually trying to move over your own conversation I'm going to make that next 50 million but in the back of your mind you don't know how you're going to do it Yeah, because you're telling yourself you don't so know how. As you, as you said about I don't know, it's also that uh, the willingness to step into the unknown. So the coaches help in people stepping into the unknown. Hmm. And Because and what the conversation of I know, the conversation of I know is mechanical, is default. Whereas the conversation of I don't know or stepping into the unknown world is not mechanical. So most people are having fear of stepping into unknown. So they are not the support of the coaches step into the unknown. And what they discover is something which is miraculous or something that is they never predicted that it's possible. There's a world of possibility in stepping into the unknown. Absolutely, and you know, um, you know, I had a conversation. This is someone that Jay and I know. He's a he's a great person, but he always comes from the place of I know, I know everything, and um, and Jay, you know this person. He's over here in New York. He comes from the place I know, and you know, you've got to have something tangible, and you've got to have this, and you've got to have that in place, and you know. And I and and I really I was listening to him often, and I thought, you know, you start to think, well, you start to think this person has it more together than you do, and then I looked and I started noticing that the little things that I was doing, he was adding to that my supp- supposed intangible that I didn't have, and what I got was this was someone he says, you know, he would say, but I have to be that way, I have to be it, and so what I realized is. 
underneath all of that, all, he looked like he had it all together, but underneath all of that was someone who had to prove constantly that he had to get he had it together because he probably didn't believe somewhere that he did. Okay, stepping into the unknown for him, you know, and so Jay, you know, like when you and I stepped into the unknown, like what you're doing with going for your Grammy Award, um, you know, you've worked hard on your album. I've worked hard on the United Nations music that's going in and the other sides to that with global issues and global affairs. Going into the unknown, being willing to take that on, but even in us taking that on, there are places where you can get stopped. And you have to have the right coach or the right person who is knowledgeable and understands you in a way that even your own mother may not understand you, okay? Which brings me to this last question. What do you think about yeah, – Just, this just is, one, one thing I want to say, uh, uh, Gail, before you, you go to the next question is, it's nothing to take away from what you know. It's not to invalidate what you know. It could be quite useful what you know, but there is also a world of, that you don't know, the world that you don't know, that you you are you are willing to step into. So right. With due respects to what you know, not taking away anything about what you know. Oh, got that. Oh, got that. So completely there. It, it's, it's what you don't know that you don't even know. We all know that we know how to drive. We all know that we don't know how to drive. But we don't even know what we don't even know about that. And that sounds like a play on words, but it isn't. We really don't know what we don't know about that. <laughs> you know, uh, so what What do you, so here's something that's completely over in left field but relates to what we're talking about. What do you think about um, artificial intelligence and the fears that it's causing people? What happens when people don't deal with their fear that's in the background, like they act like it's not there and keep moving keep moving forward? I'm going to go for my goals. I'm going to go for this. But in the background, we see robots. I mean, a robot just became a citizen of Saudi Arabia, okay? So there are fears in the background, like we're, if, this, if this is artificial intelligence now, there are people who are janitors all the way to people who are accountants and lawyers and doctors and so forth. Robotics is happening now to replace a lot of the jobs that I just mentioned. And people are going along like, Oh, it's you know it's scary, but you know I'm not going to deal with it when it's right here, and it's actually running their what we just talked about. It's running their decisions in the forefront from young to old. What happens when people don't deal with the background fears that are in the background running them? So uh, it's uh, uh, it's a very very difficult question um, uh, because I I personally. Uh, I've been dealt with such such cases. So. Okay. Well, let me put, make it easier. What happens when people have fears that they don't deal with that's running them? You know, when you coach and people have background conversations that they're not dealing with, mm-hmm. what happens to them okay. so, in the front when they're not dealing with those? There's a, there's a possibility of they failing in it because they haven't taken certain things into account, which needs to be. Because there is also a conversation that you need to take into account, like there is a gravity. You can't say I don't fear gravity. It's it's real. So there is something that you cannot go against the nature. 
okay so taking into account a certain that that nature is fundamentally created you know respecting that and you know giving giving uh, thought over it is very critical otherwise there is some uh, condition that you go into which is becomes quite irreparable or it's it's something that you cannot deal with it or it's a dangerous situation to face because you didn't address your fear properly absolutely absolutely jay did you have any last questions for venu before we leave yes um, i i did gail and i wanted to ask him about the different states of vibration are there different states of vibrations that we should be aware of um uh so that's that's more of a more of a you know the 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 internal internal vibration which is like the conversation that you are uh so there is a internal conversation a conversation that you are continuously engaging with self and there is a there is a dialogue that's happening between you and me so when you are when you are in a dialogue with somebody those internal conversation which is also working as a vibrations if it is kind of a, a negative and when you get into dialogue those conversations which are negative can come out so these these are the you know the the um... sorry you can you said something no no no, 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 no just, i'm agreeing with you I'm, i'm listening yeah so uh, uh so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's the is the is the conversation that uh, that you are going through internally uh, which needs to be uh, let go of by having a dialogue so that those vibrations uh, are out of the system wow that's good wow. that's just good that's good that's good to know that because so you can save yourself a lot of debating and arguing by coming into a conversation and 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 getting these vibrations out of your system before you even get into any type of meeting or dialogue with the people you're about to talk to so that's good to know that that's good to know that but it's um, it's on a different yeah, level so that it's on that will shift you that will shift you from monologue to dialogue and that monologue to dialogue will actually support your internal vibration in a big way Exactly. And and the one thing I want to add to I want to add to that Jay is you also have to be very careful with that because how you prepare for that inner dialogue for the situation you're going to walk into can also be your own creation of the situation that may not even go the way you thought it was going to go in the first place. Because you're coming from a place of already like an already knowing like this person may be this way or that person's going to be that way. But if you walk into the conversation from what we what we call Jay a possibility. Like you create this is you know like you said you like to have humor. If you create that this is going to be a fun time with people that you may see every day that say the same thing and you know it's not a fun time, something happens when you say you don't even say I know this person or this is how this person is. I'm just creating the possibility of just 
having fun with them while creating results. That means you're not talking about anything from the past. You're just walking into these people you must, might have known all your life who may be negative or not negative, who knows what the case is, but you just created these two people as the most fun people in the world, and that's the way they end up showing up. People can show up no, any other, no, no other way than how you see them. If you see that person as being the same old way, Jay, no matter what, they will show up that way. And the thing that we all forget as human beings is that just like we shift and grow in life, so, the, so do the people we have known for years. They shift too, but they may not shift in that moment. The other thing is Tony Robbins said this for new and Jay, which I found to be true. How you engage a person is how they respond. Now, this is something I've known all my life. But how you interact with someone, how you deal with someone in that moment is how they're going to respond. So if Jay sees John Doe as a pain in the butt all the time, and I just don't want to be bothered, John Doe may have shifted, but Jay doesn't see that because he still sees him the same way. Or sometimes we all shift. You know, I may shift and feel like, well, I've shifted, but Jay hasn't. So, therefore, I'm, I'm the one who's changed and Jay hasn't. So, if I see Jay like that, then I will only deal with Jay a certain way, and, Jay, and then I'll say I don't want to be bothered with him because he's the same way, when really it's on me that I am not seeing Jay, I'm not creating Jay a different way. Like, I'm not saying, let's go to myself, oh, I'm going to have some fun with Jay today. People interact with you how you see them because how you see them is the actions you take with them in that moment. That's, that's, that's not rocket science. And that's the thing I think we all must remember as human beings. How we see somebody is important because just like a teacher, if she sees all her students as dumb, that can scar them for the rest of their lives. If you see your husband or wife as someone or un- unlovable or this or that, then you could, you, you, that's what you're going to get. So it's really how you choose to see life. Thing, Please go ahead, Sunil. Another important thing I another important thing I want to add is about we have the ability to recognize quality. <laughs> yes. Okay. So there is a quality time which is called now. you're the quality, you're not a quantity, you're one person in life, you're one life, which is quality. So all that is to be present is, I can live a quality life every day. So each day is an opportunity for me to a quality life. It's all about you being, realizing the ability to create each day of your life as qualitatively. Because there is no control over the quantity of your life. What you can really have for your life today is a quality. And that quality is available to you in every moment. That's quality available in your listening right now. That quality is available in your response to people. So all that you are capable of living a quality life every day 
if each of the individual can get present to its ability to create a quality life, there are a lot of things that will get created qualitatively. Wow. When you... Oh, no, please go ahead. When you, have quality, when you have quality, it's easy to bring the quantity. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah, so if you if a brand is qualitatively designed, they are able to bring a turnover to the business because of the quality. So Apple bringing quality to his phone is able to bring. So any organization is working towards its quality, such that they can bring quantity to the turnover. Interesting. Well, we certainly thank you. I'm sorry. Oh, please go ahead. I'm sorry, Vinu. I keep interrupting. Please go ahead. So all that I would request is be present to bring quality to your life each day. Wow. Well, we truly thank you for being on us. We we really do. Uh, And so, um, Vinu, if people are interested in finding out more about your coaching, where can they find you? Uh, you you have my email ID, Gail? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. We can put it out there for you. Sorry. Okay, fine. Okay. Thank you very much. No problem. And Jay, just to let you Thanks know, Vinu- Jay, are you there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said thank you to you. He said thank you. Mm-hmm. And Jay, just to let you know, the new the new is a coach for Mango Lemon Group. Okay, and and then we have a coach also that moves us forward on maximum results. So the new goes underneath and makes sure that we stay on top of our game, and then we have the other coach that makes sure that we make the results, and he and the new work together with us. So it's it's a very powerful thing, and I just want to say this last thing. I came to Venu with an idea last week. By the next day, it had, it had already started. By this week, we have samples. So when you have a quality coach, if you speak something one day and the next day, you have this kind of level of a person you're on the phone with. And then in the next three days, you're already doing it, but you've got to figure out how you're going to even finish it up because this is something on a multimillion-dollar level. And you don't even know how you – you had an idea to – when you start to deal with coaches, that's why when you talk about a coach, he speaks into the listening that I have, he has of me and the things that I want to do and the things that Alice wants to do and the things like you want to do, Jay. So he speaks into the level of the organization. And so something that would have taken maybe six to eight months to do, the normal track happened in one day. So that's an example of what happens when you have someone who speaks into that listening and the quality of the people that you're attracting when you talk about vibration. So I just wanted to say thank you so much. You know, I'm grateful for Jay as, you know, as my business partner. I'm grateful for you, Venu, and Alice, and all my partners who are located in different parts of the world. And with that, folks, we're going to close out with Deja Vu, Sunrider, 
for consideration for nominations at a Grammy, and I'm just going to state it. I'm going to say Jay is a, 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 a nominated Grammy winner right now. In fact, I'm going to say he's a Grammy winner now. So I'm stating that, and, and, and it's so. So we're going to leave out with Deja Vu, and I thank you uh, very much for being on with us today, Venu. We're going to keep that intention. So we're going to leave right now with that. Yep. Deja Vu by Jay Logan. <laughs>